Hey y'all, it's your favorite host that does the most, Ariel, and it's time to get schooled. To another episode of Get Schooled. I'm here with my good friend Jada. Would you mind introducing yourself? Yeah, sure. My name is Jada. I'm from Trenton, New Jersey. I'm a sophomore here at AU and like Ariel, we're both really artsy. Yes. My medium happens to be poetry and creative writing. Yeah. And that's just a little bit about me. And she's wonderful. As you heard in our last episode where oh, she gave you. us a snippet of two of her wonderful poems. Also, you just have such a like cathartic and relaxing voice. Oh, thank you. So if you ever just want to take a break from poetry, like maybe do ASMR? You know, like someone told me that. But like, do that. low-key Kylie Jenner has a... I know she's hella problematic. <laughs> but like her speaking voice is like so soothing. Yeah. And I hate it. Also, what you heard when Janet Jackson did asmr she did yeah because like you know she'd be whisper singing low-key no shade no shade that's my <laughs> no shade. elder but like she she low-key be whispering mm-hmm. and the asmr was like wow it hit different it did it really okay. did bad, bad, bad. also i can't even front them like eating videos really be having me Word. I which can't. is sad because it's like watching other people eat is truly sad <laughs> yeah no, i can't i can't do it i'll be like oh She's chewing those nuggets in a stylish way. <laughs> Let me stop exposing myself. Um, so today, we're just going to be talking a little bit about growing up in a an environment that is sort of alternative to the ideals of being creative or kind of being outward with your um, artistic endeavors. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of us can relate, but specifically people who were like from an inner city setting kind of attest to this a little bit better yeah um so if you mind just telling us a little bit about where you grew up and yeah kind of sure. your experience being an artist in that environment mm-hmm. so Ariel and I we're not far at all I'm probably like 30 40 minutes like, like yeah. minutes away from you yeah yeah I'm from Trenton New Jersey it's like definitely an inner city and like unfortunately in terms of like creative outlets like there basically are none and if yeah. they are there very limited resources so it's hard like as an emerging artist or trying to find an outlet and there's like barely people that first of all like are into what you're doing yeah. second of all like finding professionals that are into what you're doing it's like hard for me and it like made me it kind of struggled with my growth because I was like yeah. how can I grow in this environment where like people aren't kind of like me yeah. I just needed like that community and I didn't have it growing up necessarily now I do at college, but growing up in Trenton, like, it kind of really wasn't there for me. Like, how was it, like, for you? I feel that. Um, definitely really similar. Uh, I didn't necessarily recognize that I wanted to go into acting until I was in high school. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. even then, Philly sort of became this environment where I had to find my own resources, which it wasn't a problem, but it, like you said, it kind of stunted my growth a little bit because I just didn't have other creatives around me. Also, I didn't have other creatives that looked like me, um, but there were definitely creatives in other spheres. In my school, poetry was actually a really big thing. Oh, word. Um, yeah, we had like poetry slams every Friday, oh, and tough. people were really serious about poetry because a lot of us just sort of shared the same kind of pain. Mm-hmm. And 
we were able to outlet that in a really creative and interesting way and just sort of like being in that environment just being able to you know be at the freedom theater and hear these kids go on stage and tell their stories it was just like a really cathartic and authentic experience i feel like everyone should go to a poetry slam at least once it might be a little intense yeah for your life so earlier i was talking to ariel about growing up and the people that got me into creative writing and my school was predominantly black and brown students but all the teachers were white because that's how teachers in america are no right (laughs) like that's just it and it was hard to learn about creative writing from honestly like a racist teacher because that's what she was she would say some really sus things in class and while she was a very talented writer it was hard for me to go to her for advice when i wasn't sure of like how she perceived me did y'all have like the conversation in your english class was she an english teacher yes she was did y'all have the conversation where it was like if the word nigger ever comes up bro she said it she was like say it i'm like yo like can you chill no teachers love having that conversation when it's like first of all y'all not the person the people to be leading this discussion anyway but go off i guess (laughs) she was really weird and she would pick on like specific students like for example she would pick on like a hispanic like woman and be like i'm sorry shelly can you share your story as a hispanic woman how is life like for you and i'm like you you really can't do that like they should speak themselves like you can't like call on people yeah i literally had a teacher just like that i called him an ethnophile because he was like this white teacher who just really had this affiliation for identifying as ethnic or identifying as cultural or whatever and this one Hispanic student in my class, he just asked him, like, oh, how was your experience at Christmas? Were you speaking Spanish with your family? Mm-hmm. Like, first of all... Yeah, like, that's... He can literally speak whatever language he wants yeah. to, but also that's, first of all, none of your business. Exactly. But also, that's just a weird question to ask. Like, I wouldn't ask you if you were speaking white. Like, that no, just don't make no yeah, sense. Yeah, speaking white at Christmas? Like, <laughs> no one says that ever. Bro, how was it like for you? Because you said you got into acting your freshman year of high school, right? Mm-hmm. So how did you practice? Because when yeah. there, yeah, like what um, did you do? That's so interesting. So I took classes like around the city and stuff, and mm-hmm. then I took a college course, which I think was just really instrumental. Ooh. Was really instrumental in sort of getting me into my process and like me finding what I wanted to do. Um, but as for practicing, oh, also in some of my English classes, yeah. my teachers were kind of adamant about us either we would turn an assignment oh my god it's raining we would turn an assignment into um like our own play or something like that yeah so um I just made oh because my teachers made it a point to sort of turn their assignments like if we were reading I remember one time we were reading Othello and my Mm -hmm. professor made us each do a scene so my group and I did the last scene you know we're like Othello kills Desdemona and then the maid finds her and I just remember taking that so seriously like I did an accent and everything and I just like I remember like rehearsing the lines every single night and just sort of making it this thing that I was kind of obsessed with and then that was when I realized like oh maybe Ah. I could do this and like maybe this is my process and but also just like a lot of things I'm figuring out about how to practice but also how I practice I just thought about this but I also would just kind of record myself and then I would just practice monologues or something or just like watch other people act and then I would just practice monologues by myself in my room Mm -hmm. but yeah that's basically it that's cool though to like 
I don't know, like for me, I don't remember when I realized like poetry is my niche. Okay. Do you know Actually, when you started writing? Yes, or oh. bro, I started writing when I was, like, six on some young shit. Okay. But, <laughs> you, like, that's how it be. Like, mm-hmm. you really have to just start organically when you're, like, too young to notice that it's something that you love. Yeah, it was Black History Month. And I wrote a poem, like, dedicated to Martin Luther King. Actually, nice. really on brand for me. Anyway. So, Do you still have a copy of it? Girl, I remember two lines. And it's not true, but I ended it with, like, at the end of the day, the people all agreed boss the people do not all <laughs> the people do not all agree but it was just cool to know that like I started writing poetry when I was six kind yeah. of about like black activism and I still try to do that now like almost as a 20 year old which is like hella wavy yeah, yeah totally yeah. yeah is there any subject matter that you're more privy to than others I like writing about um lately I've been into sexuality okay and yeah. like I've been avoiding those topics just because, I don't know, I believe about, like, my family reading my work, and I'm like, I don't want them to think of me as, like, a sexual woman, but, but like, all you're women adult, are sexual, so, right? yeah. yeah, and I'm grown, so, yeah. I've been trying to explore that outlet. I know, I don't know if you heard of Morgan Parker. Um, would you mind explaining? Yeah, Morgan Parker, she's, like, a really good black poet who focuses on, like, real-life shit and, like, sexuality and just, like, racial climate in America. And I, like, turn to her work more than Ruby Core, the one I made, Milk and Honey, that yeah. book that everyone reads. Because it's, like, bare minimum. It's, Oops. like, bare, it's like shitty. Yeah. It's really shitty. I will say I like what it did for the poetry movement as a yeah. whole. Like, it made it mainstream again, which is cool. And also, like, if there's going to be mediocrity, I prefer it to be from a woman of color. Yeah. So. And that's good, too. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. Like, Morgan Parker, like, she really did it for me in terms yeah. of, like trying to find my own voice and that's what I'm like focused on now in college is like trying to find what makes me different from any other type of poet yeah that's like what I'm of trying course. to do and I think being in an environment that is very fast paced and also kind of competitive it forces you to figure out what kind of worker you are what kind of thinker you are and I think that even though it has its downsides it definitely is positive in your evolution mm, yeah no I agree Yo, I have a question, though. Like, how did your parents react to you, like, getting into acting? Because we're both from, like, Caribbean households as Mm -hmm. well. Yeah. Yeah. So, my parents were actually, like, finally, dude. Like, um, and also, I just was always a creative person, but Mm -hmm. I kind of shied away from it because people kind of turned me off to being creative just because everyone saw something else for me than I saw for myself. And I just... What do you mean by that? Um, everyone saw me as a lawyer or as an, a scientist oh, yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah. and kind of mm-hmm. projected their own opinions about what I should do with my life and still do. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of became the matter of me turning off those voices and not just like not listening to reason, yeah. but recognizing that I have a compass that I should listen to before mm-hmm. I listen to anyone else's. And then when I kind of came to that conclusion on my own, my parents were like, we're so excited for oh, you I love kind that. of thing and of course it's still the concern about how I'm gonna make this a viable living which I'd be losing sleep over too I can't even lie yeah, but um I just I'm glad to be met with such support also just because they're excited for yeah. that kind of thing because I feel like if I did anything else my parents would be like 
that's cool, but... And also, mm. I think they kind of saw in me first, but I just didn't come to terms with it until very, very recently. Um, my grandparents, however, specifically my grandma, I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, but now and then, I still get the, oh, when you were younger, you loved science. And oh, then, like, that kind of thing. Which, I see. Yeah. yeah. Which is, like, I get that, because I have come to be so much less judgmental of my family mm-hmm. just Same. as an adult and like Same. recognizing that America's hard especially for yeah. Caribbean immigrants um, I was actually um, with a Guyanese Uber driver the other day which really? was so cool and we had a really interesting conversation and he sort of was telling me a lot of things that I heard from like my mom's family about being Guyanese in the US mm-hmm. and how it's just the U.S. is such an unforgiving place specifically to... I know for everyone, specifically because of, like, the travel ban and mm-hmm. for just xenophobia as an entity. But hearing this narrative of of America being hard for Guyanese people has just been something that I heard my whole life. And yeah. then hearing it from someone who isn't in my family, it just... It made it a little bit more real to me. Oh, no, yeah, for sure. Because um, he was like, you know, in Guyana, we had multiple cars and we had, you know, a housekeeper, which just, like, is not is the norm. Yeah. And then when he came to the U.S., he just couldn't get a job and people said that they couldn't understand him even though he was speaking English and just the culture is so much different it's yeah. very much like I'll stand on someone's neck to get ahead here while in Guyana it's like whatever you have I have so it's just it's really harsh um, so I've come to be less judgmental about my parents or my grandparents no, kind I... of questioning the things that I do and how I make money because America's so hard yeah. for immigrants. <laughs> no, no, I agree. Like, yeah. my mom, I guess she's very, like, your, very much like your parents in the aspect. Like, she's happy, like, with whatever I do. Like, like she fucks with my work, so, like, I fuck with that. But yeah. my dad, however, like, he's from Trinidad. He came here when he was, like, 20 for college. Yeah. But, yeah, he grew up in Trinidad. And, girl, he is... <laughs> really scary for me like on in the outlet that I'm going in yeah. right now I don't know if you knew this but like I was a film major when I first came here okay cool and he was like he expressed his concern for that too and he's like do business do econ do iTech and like at first I was like yo like I have to do what I have to do like whatever I want to do but I realized why he has these doubts because yeah yeah he came here and he wanted to major in business because he knew like this is what would get him successful and now he's like such a successful man and he just wants that for me so like I can't be mad at him if he wants he, if he doesn't want me to explore the arts like I see why I'm still gonna do it regardless but it, w- it would be cool though if like sometimes I feel like he doesn't have faith in me which is like shitty kind of yeah and I also think that just is kind of a mechanism of Maybe fear, but maybe just, like, parental concern. Yeah. And I feel like also you just don't recognize... I mean, I won't recognize the extent of parental concern until I'm a parent. But just even coming to college and being on my own, I just kind of recognize that being a parent is such a hard job because me being responsible for my schoolwork is a completely different thing than me being responsible for a child. I know, like, (laughs) an actual human. Yeah. And also I think you just see what it's like to be raised poorly you know what I mean because you're in an environment where people were raised by all different types of people and then now they're on their own and then you kind of see the product of good home training and then you see the product of not so good home training and then you recognize the importance of parents and the importance of family 
So, yeah, definitely. Especially dorm living. Girl, like, I learned so much about people Mm -hmm. and, like, hygienic habits in that whole spectrum. I was like, who is teaching these kids? Basically, could y'all be barefoot in the bathroom? I could never. Never. Yeah. Never, ever, ever. I just don't. Gross. I don't feel that for not a second. Mm -hmm. So how do you think... AU. Oh, I was gonna ask you. I was gonna ask you about AU too. Oh, okay, cool. I was gonna ask you how is it like? I guess like exploring creative fields at AU. Um, I think it's well. This is the first time that I'm actually like pursuing my craft in a complete academic way. Mm-hmm. So I think different than high school, I was kind of focused on other things, and now I'm kind of solely focused on my art, which is yeah. good and bad. And I kind of call my mom most days and I'm like I don't know if I should be here I don't know if this is meant for me like just kind of being slightly self-deprecating but just because I'm an annoying artist and artists are just sensitive for whatever reason yeah so just like being completely immersed in your art just makes you kind of obsessive which is just never good but um it's good being in this environment because I'm able to see other people's processes. And also, I've met people like Kia. You all will meet oh, Kia, yeah, don't Kia, worry. she's great. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Did you see Share Space? No, I didn't. Totally fine, dude. We had, like, ten seats. So, mostly wouldn't get to see. <laughs> but um, we were together on Shared Space. Um, and just recognizing her process and seeing the way that she mm. thinks and the way she works. Yeah, like how a different is. artist works. Yeah. Everyone's mind, like, they just take processes so differently. Yeah. It's just so interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also just, like, being on this campus, I feel like I am, I kind of admire very few people's work ethic. Not saying that I don't mm-hmm. recognize that people here work hard, but yeah. I feel like people here work harder than they work smarter or than they work efficiently mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah like they work to get a good grade rather than they work to understand the information mm-hmm. yeah I feel you so being here has exposed me to people's processes and exposed me to the kind of actor that I want to be and that I don't want to be oh yeah how about you also I think I was actually about to ask you the same question <laughs> no, yeah, that. it's been interesting here I feel like I know, like as time goes on I become a better and better writer which is so good for me and I really respect all artists here just because AU, like, as a whole, it's not an artsy community. It's yeah. very political. We, we all know this, though. So just seeing artists and seeing, like, you, for example, like, seeing you, like, really going for what you want is inspiring to me because, like, I don't see a lot of artists in general. So when I see artists really chasing their dreams, because it's hard. It's really it's hard. It's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah. And when I see, like, someone like you, like, a young black woman, like, doing her shit, like, it makes me want to do my shit. So, like, the art community here is very small, but the people are great. Yeah, and that's true. That's what, like, gets me going, and that's what, like, makes me want to become, like, the best woman I could be is, like, because everyone in the art community, I feel like we all maybe know each other somehow, some way. Like, there's ties. Also, the school is small, so that could be it. Yeah. Also, I feel like since we're a smaller school, we're, like, less competitive? Yeah. Which we're, we are less competitive. Well, at least, like, for in my school, I know SIS and oh, SBA, listen. because they're on some other Yo, shit. in Kogai? Bro, Kogai? They could be, like, nah. at their necks. I'm like, excuse me? Like, Whoa. Calm down. Please calm down. <laughs> yeah, because I know it's, like, cutthroat in the business world or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. But y'all got that. That's not me. <laughs> Bro. 
But everyone here is so supportive. And honestly, the professors here, they really want to see me grow. Like, yeah. my um, literature professor last year is now my mentor okay. for, like, writing. Nice. And my current poetry professor wants to help me with the book, bro. Like, that, nice. like, warmed my heart up. Is it going to be, like, that. a book that you publish? Or is it mm-hmm. going to... Okay, so I need... I know, I'm so excited. I'm Probably excited, too. Like, two two more years. But, like, it's in the works now. It, it was just cool to see, like, these adults who are professionals in their field, like, actually see me. And not, like, how the literature teacher from high school, like, how she had that, like, perception of me. I don't yeah. feel that here at AU, and that's just, like, refreshing. I feel that, too. Yeah. I think the professors here are really geared, especially... I think a lot of professors recognize how othering it is to be a person of color, specifically a woman of color, and I think they sort of, even if they're not in the POC sphere, I think they just, first they recognize talent, but also they recognize what it's like to sort of be othered, and I think that's an experience that I've can say that was positive for me so far here. Also, low-key, that affirmative action be hidden, like, (laughs) <laughs> Thanks for those good great. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but um, do you think in any way, kind of going back a little bit to just your upbringing in Trenton, mm-hmm. how do you think, or in any way, do you think that you were? I don't want to say bullied because mm. I feel like millennials are so scared to talk about bullying or say the word bullying. No, they are. No, for real. <laughs> but they were really you are. treated in anywhere like othered or? I definitely bullied. was. People had this perception of me that I was, like, too serious. Mm. Or, like, I heard one day, like, oh, Jade is too mature. Hmm. Firstly, too what? Too mature. I was like, hmm. But it never bothered me. It was just interesting because, like, I was going in a different path. People thought, like, I wasn't, like, a kid anymore. Mm. Cause, but I, I still was. So people, like, they treated me differently. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's understandable. Yeah. Because when you're a kid, you just... There are certain things that you just don't know how to grapple with. which, Definitely. And also, when you're from an environment where all you see are people that do one thing, it's hard to recognize that people can do other things. Yeah, definitely. So I think that's kind of how I felt when I went into acting, because I just didn't know anybody else who was like an actor or who did creative stuff. So when I was like, this could maybe be a job or a profession, I just really, like, I didn't tell my college counselor or, I, like, I didn't tell any of my teachers yeah, me neither, actually. See. In high school, I didn't do that. Yeah. I will say, though, that now um, I have people from my hometown, like, hitting me up, telling me, like, or asking me for, like, writing tips or saying that, like, I inspired them to write. And that's, like, all I want to do is just, like, yeah. inspire others. So I'm happy that I'm doing what I want to do. Even though it's, like, on a small scale right yeah. now, it's, like, sort of evolving. Huh. Like, yeah, I really love that. And when you see the fruits of your labor as an artist, I feel like it's honestly the best thing. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think after doing the show I was just in and hearing specifically other women, but like women of color coming up to me and being like, now I want to go into theater. I was like, wait a second. I know. I don't need to be crying on a Tuesday afternoon. No, it really, it's just like, it makes me feel so good. Yeah. Yeah. It really is an unmatched feeling. Definitely. Um, Any other things that you want to leave the scholars with hmm. i guess to anyone listening do what you want to do period that's, that's all i gotta say really. period yeah and also the thing that you're meant to do will find you definitely it's like corny and it's definitely very fake 
life coach on Facebook type of thing Mm -hmm. but the thing that you're meant to do and that you want to do will find you and it doesn't have to make itself completely clear a lot of times it'll be ambiguous but you just have to kind of tone out the voices of everyone telling what telling you what you should do and Mm. recognize like where is my compass my director from my show told us that we all have a compass and I was like that's interesting. I know, because like, yeah. when you think about it like that, I mean, I can't read a damn compass. But, <laughs> Period. Like, yeah. I mean, in the sense that you know where you're meant to go. Mm-hmm. You just have to trust yourself. Trust, especially as an artist, is... You need to. Yeah. You have to be confident in yourself. Because a lot of people are not going to be confident for you. I know, right? Yeah. It's crazy. But thank you so thank much you. for joining us. Yeah. And that was Get Schooled. Get Schooled.